This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Goals and Growth coming to you from Plains FM in the heart of Christchurch, New Zealand. We are talking today about failure and if you remember from last month we had on our show Alex and Lindsay who are very kind to share a setback story and a failure story in their lives. Pretty traumatic, and it was very kind of them to, uh, to share that. And we also got, just at the end of that show, to hear about a failure or a perceived failure, because these are always perceptions, aren't they? <laughs> yes. From Modokai. Welcome, Modokai. Glad to be here, Pete, and glad to be here talking failure with you as well. <laughs> talking failure. We're both going to end up talking about our failures today. So there's plenty of failures uh, to go around out there, John. I reckon so. So for listeners, can you please just go back and quickly recount? Sounds a bit, a bit horrible for me to say, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm sorry, but you're just going to have to go through this again. <coughs> so, Mordecai, can you please share your failure story um yes so last episode at the end i sort of shared on my own failure story which related to failure in a relationship and the reason why i wanted to share that particular failure story was i just thought it wasn't something that's not talked about enough so in in this case i was in a relationship with this amazing person and we got to a point where she got to meet a lot of my really closest friends and spent time with them and they got to know her and eventually things things didn't work out and it came to an end and for a long time I was carrying I was carrying guilt around that because I I thought I'd failed at this relationship and in fact I think I was probably still holding on to that because I didn't want to face up to it because I felt that I was going to be letting my friends down I was going to be letting my family down and yeah that that I had failed it's it's really hard to put words around what those feelings were mm. but yeah I consider that a failure it's such a tricky thing isn't it relationships oh my goodness me thanks very much for sharing that that's <coughs> not it's not easy and you're absolutely right it is something that we often don't talk about if you hear about the people talking about their failures in life that it's usually about an investment failure or a sporting failure or yeah. something like this. And of course, you know, they can be incredibly traumatic and we'll, we'll, we'll unpack that in, the, in a little while as far as not wanting to let other people down. I think that can be a big, big determining factor in a feeling of guilt, a feeling of shame even, uh, a, a sense of, of loss, not wanting to, to do something like that again, of, you know, particularly, you know, when it comes to relationships, maybe maybe you don't want to do that project or do that work again. Yeah. But when it comes to relationships, you still want that beautiful, loving relationship, for example. And I think 
most people, uh, there, there will be a few exceptions, but most people find that there are a few people that they need to experience relationships with before they find the one. Yeah, and actually I'm literally just thinking about this as we're having this conversation because I... We don't want to give you a break. It has to be off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> Completely off no the cuff. preparation. Um, because I'm in a new relationship at the moment. And hey, am I the last <laughs> person to find out about this? Well, here's where it ties into this conversation that we're having right now. Because I'm still processing the failure of that previous relationship and... This this new person we met and we really get on really well and then bumped into a friend the other day and then I'm like oh no like I think kind of having flashbacks of of the previous year I'm like oh should I tell my friends about this person or maybe I should wait and it's and I actually just realized as we we're speaking right now that I think when you have that failure and you haven't processed it you. Again, I guess our minds try to protect ourselves from experiencing that pain again. And then so now you're like, oh, I don't know. I know this seems familiar the last time. I don't want to end up down that road again. So should I, should I, should I not? And yeah, I literally just realized that now as, as we're talking. So mm. um, yeah. <laughs> and the narrative, the narrative that's going inside your head, can anyone else, particularly your new friend, hear that? Probably not. No. And that's the thing. She is going to be affected by that narrative. Now, she may not even realize it at the moment. And it's a really interesting thing, isn't it? Because the language that we use, particularly when it comes to relationships, is dependent, obviously, on how we feel. And if we feel a little bit, I suppose you'd say, conflicted or hesitant to use certain language around friends then that can be picked up, either the absence of using a particular word, you know, that has a particular context. And it can really hold you back from fulfilling your potential, being your mm. true self, because now you're you're hesitant because you're like, oh, I don't want to want that thing because if I want it, I could, I could fail and I could not get it and that's going to be yeah. worse. So, yeah. or is it? It's yeah because the expectations around using the the word <coughs> girlfriend or the word yeah. boyfriend or the word partner or you know th th all of these sorts of things have a have a huge sort of context around them and, and certain expectations and the expectations that you might have upon what that relationship word means and what it conveys may be very different to what a friend for example thinks about it and what your partner or girlfriend or boyfriend you know, thinks about it. So it, it can get really, really tricky, can't it, big time, especially when you have this background story around the F word, you know, the failure, messing up with what you'd otherwise do. Have you thought about, you're probably still processing what the last thing was, but have you, have you had an opportunity to to think about how it will influence this relationship? Well, I think the fact that I'm aware of it is actually quite quite big. The fact that I'm aware of this narrative is going on because, like you mentioned, it is just a narrative and it's actually all in my head. 
because this person is actually amazing and we get on great. And my fear is a projection of a possible future outcome. And I can predict the future. And it's literally all in my head. And I think just being aware of that, I'm able to catch myself like, oh, you're you're holding back because because of that that story in your head and then like but it's not true. Okay, then be yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the person that is probably falling for you because you are yourself. So yeah. as you said, can keep on being yourself. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? You were talking about relationships and there are certain probably unique aspects of relationship failures that are different from say work-related failures and i'm thinking of if you're on a project if you're the project manager or project lead for example and this multi-million dollar project fails doesn't meet the requirements of it of the customer or the clients or the the stakeholders or what have you on time or cost or quality or a combination of those, heaven forbid. As the manager, as the person that you might see as being responsible, yourself, then you could easily feel that you've let people down. You've let your clients down, who might be who you might have developed friendships with, for example. You might feel that you've let your your own boss, who gave you that responsibility, you know, Mordecai, he is... Here's this, you know, I I, I believe in you, I trust you, you know, and you feel as though you've you've let that trust down. You've let this person who believed in you down. You might feel that the people who worked really, really hard on your team and it still didn't work out down. So in situations like this, it's not just about ourselves, is it? Yeah. It's also about our perceptions of how our actions or inactions have affected other people. It might even result in people losing their jobs. Oh my goodness, you know, that means Jane is going to be without a job and she's got six children and oh my God, you know, and I feel so responsible and that feeling of guilt can become shame and that can be incredibly harmful to Mm. your own mental well-being and so on. So the ability to sort of compartmentalize some of these failures so they don't suck you down this into this abyss yeah of shame and I'm no good and because essentially that's a I think that's a a little bit related to what your narrative is yeah you know, it's done there's nothing you can do about it other than move forward and I Yes, although it's really, really difficult to to have your mindset around this, if you see it as there are two outcomes to any decision you make, Mm -hmm. to any action you take, that's that either you win, in other words, you feel it is a success, or you learn. Yes. And that doesn't mean that there's some really harsh lessons to learn. I mean, there might be things that you, you really did wrong and that you need to learn from and not do again but at the same time if it's if you're just focusing on the shame side and so on it's that those ruminations those mental self-stabbings are 
are destructive, self-destructive, and they're not going to help anyone. I mean, your your friend Jane, who who might lose their lose their job, what benefit is that going to be to her? It, there's not going to be any benefit at all. Yeah, and I think it comes back to the awareness, the awareness part as well, because if you if you're aware of what the stakes are, you know that if if I win, it's going to go like this. If I lose, it's going to go like this. You you're aware of that. That's that's a possible that's a, a possible outcome. And then when it does happen, um, learn for it, be there in the moment when it's happened, and then like you said, move on from it, grow from it, yeah, and be better next time. Yeah, exactly. So we know that failure is guaranteed in life. If we don't fail, then something's seriously wrong in what we're then we're probably to do. delusional. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Either we're lying to ourselves or we're just lying on the bed doing nothing, which I think is a, is a form of failure, really, isn't it? Mm. If we're capable of so much more. If we also know that sometimes failure means stopping what we're doing and sometimes failure means modifying what we're doing, but you need to sort of keep going, don't you? How do we know when to quit? Ooh. So here we're talking about that, for example, the relationship. So we've got something called sunk costs. Mm -hmm. Okay, you might have heard about it. So sunk costs is I've put so much effort into this relationship or into this project, this work, whatever it might be, that I have to keep going with it because if I stop now, if I quit now, I'll lose, lose all of the stuff, the money, <coughs> the the time, the emotional effort, and so on and so forth that I put into it. So when do we quit? When is the point? I mean, obviously you did. You you yeah. you said that's it, or the lady said that's it. But I mean, yeah. Um, so in situations like that, when do we decide? that this is enough, we stop this, and we move on. Whether we determine it as a failure or not yep. is another matter, but when, when do we decide it's not worth continuing with? I think because they say good things come in threes, I, I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it again. For me, I think it's it's awareness, and it's, is this thing, do I still believe in this thing? Does this thing still make me feel the way that I want it to make me feel? And coming back to those questions and if if that desire or that pull isn't there anymore i think that's when um you sort of start to see the writing in the wall because the because the other side of it will be um take thomas edison for instance i, I don't know like a thousand times that something, he, like, that, something yeah. like that yeah but he just had this well i'd imagine he just had this drive and this passion and belief in himself that he's going to get this done so in his case, it is a thousand times. But if maybe if I was to try and do that way back For when, the light bulb, isn't it? Yeah, trying to find the yeah. the light bulb solution. Yeah. Whereas if if maybe I came I came up with a half baked idea when I was tired one day, and then and then I tried, I'm like, okay, it didn't work. Like, yeah, I wasn't that married to actual to the idea itself. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it just comes back to checking in with yourself to say. What's going on? How do I still feel strongly about this thing? And and what's driving that as well? Because is it fear? Because if it's, if it's fear that's driving it, because you think, oh, 
if I stop now, you know, all these things are going to happen, um, then probably not the best driver for for things. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I think there has to be, <coughs> rather than the push of all of this, if you like, stuff you've already invested before moving you forward, I think there needs to be a pull. And I think mm. that pull, as I would see it, is the motivational force of what's going to happen in the future. I'm going to gain this rather than the loss. So you're looking at what the gain is rather than what the loss is. Mm. And I think that sort of no guaranteed solution to this. Every every situation is um, you know has its own sort of unique characteristics. But I think if there's much more pull forward, as you were mentioning about, you're looking forward and seeing that there is some really positive aspects that you think are really worth investing in emotionally. Mm. Type of investment we're talking about. I think that it probably is if it, if it if it completely overpowers the fears the push of of what you've already invested into it then I think it's probably worth continuing with and probably not time yet yeah. to quit maybe maybe that that uh equation if you will that sort of mental equation that we go through is something to regularly check up on mm. yeah so failures can be really tough to come back from and some people go i'll never do that again and a number of friends of mine sadly who have been in some really really hurtful relationships and have gone that's it never i'll again. never like the, the song and i'm not going to sing it <laughs> well right now <laughs> it's probably yeah. i'll never love again yeah and you get i mean it's broken-hearted people and that can be really really deep so you can kind of understand you know, anyone that's had their heart broken yeah. can understand why would they put themselves through all of that pain again. But then there's also something which we probably haven't touched on really. And it, I think it happens in so many parts of our life. And I take this from my safety past, uh, health and safety past, and that is around near misses. Mm. So if you think about it, and maybe this, if, if I can stretch this in, into, into, yeah, the relationship let's, let's zone, into the relationship <laughs> zone, where I go, there are points where you go, uh, we're not really gelling. Uh, that didn't really work. Mm, I didn't really like that in the relationship. And you're thinking when all of those sort of near, and there might be a dramatic sort of failure massive bust up where it's you know, there's a profound difference or there's something that really happens that sort of completely breaks it but oftentimes there are warning signs it's so important for you to check in on yourself mm -hmm. to to see to take a, take notice of these concerning moments, if you will, you know, nothing's broken yet, yeah. and I think that's the same with a lot of these things. There are times when massive failures suddenly happen, but they're actually quite rare. And typically, you know, I I was sort of reflecting back the other day, and uh, over forty years ago, you 
obviously you weren't around <laughs> then, but and you weren't in New Zealand anyway. Um, and that was in 1979, I think it was, where there was an, the Erebus disaster where in, in New Zealand flight with um, um, tourists on board flying over Mount Erebus in the Antarctic actually flew into the mountain. And it was like, oh my goodness, an absolute catastrophe, over 200 people um, sadly died. And you think somebody made a mistake on the day. And yes, there was a mistake. There was, I'm sure there was a number of mistakes made on the day. But when they looked back, that wasn't the first flight that had actually taken place. There had been several flights before then mm. when they found out that there actually were warning signs that had been missed. And I think if you look at a lot of these, there are always warnings of that failure. Yep. So, you know, being self-aware and and having a, I suppose you're not constantly thinking about, you know, failure, failure, warning, failure. But I think being perceptive about these things rather than sort of just charging ahead, yep. which is really difficult to do, of course, when, when it comes to relationships because our brain goes to mush and, you know, we, <laughs> we, we think of it like a perfect sort of ending and so on. Yeah, yep. the, the dots always connect in hindsight and hopefully the next time around you see those dots before or those red flags. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not all failures are, are equal, are they? No. So some, as I said, some are it's like, yeah, almost like a shrug of the shoulders. So we hadn't even realized that we, you know, maybe somebody else thinks we've failed, but we do. Yeah, whatever. Some can be uh, life or death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's just it. There's very few failures that are really profoundly consequential. We might think of them as profoundly, you know, impactful, like it's the end of our world sort of thing. Perhaps not literally. But there are so many aspects in which failure, is, as we've said, we want to put a positive, not so much a positive spin, but a realistic spin on that, in this. And that is that there are great opportunities to learn and that's really down to a choice isn't it we can see it as something to avoid in the future as in avoid the lessons of or the lesson is to avoid at all costs now in some cases that actually might be useful but i think in a lot of cases that avoidance is actually it actually shrinks our lives it shrinks mm. our possibilities it shrinks you know who we can be as a person yeah so because even for me it felt like oh, the world is coming, turning down and crumbling down for me or whatever. But in the grand scheme of things, actually, I was fine. My health mm -hmm. was fine. My friends didn't cast me on a desert island and rebuke me. They still love me nonetheless. And even going back to learning as well, when I sit back and think about it, long term, that relationship wasn't viable. It was it was never going to work. And when I take that perspective on it, it's actually, I'm better for it because had I still been in it, it wouldn't have been working. Yeah. And that's a very useful and profound <laughs> segue into me finally sucking up the courage to yes. share my relationship failure. And it was a biggie. In, in my life anyway, because it was a, over a long period of time. And there were other people 
who were involved. So I won't sort of go too much into the detail, but essentially it was a relationship where I ended up getting married. And it was a relationship where those near misses, those warning signs were there right from the beginning and I was aware of them, but I chose to largely ignore them. I thought that things would get better, but they didn't. And I continued to ignore those warning signs. Where I got to the point of that sunk cost, which sounds terrible, it sounds so unemotional <laughs> and financial, point but it was no return. All, there were other people that really re relied on me. Mm. And therefore, the the option of escaping or ending felt as though it was out of my hands. And it was actually the lady, my now ex-wife, who actually made the choice for me. I have to say, I didn't have the courage to, to end it myself. But, oh boy, when I realised what the costs had been and what the opportunities I was missing out on were, mm -hmm. I went, oh my God, thank goodness. It was, it was actually, it was incredibly painful at the time, but, and it was painful for a long time before then. Mm. It was like one of those deaths by a thousand cuts, not physical <laughs> death, but emotional. Your, your whole life sort of narrows down mm. as far as what's possible and what's pleasant and so on. So if you don't realize it's so much more available in your life. And yeah, I, I feel that that failure while incredibly difficult and painful for numerous people, including my, my ex, was ultimately liberating for all of those people and I think ultimately beneficial for all of us. But it was definitely a failure in the sense of it, and I think we both realised from early on that it probably wasn't, it was a relationship that was never going to really going to work. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, sad but true. And I think this happens a lot, sad to say. Yeah. Anyway, you can unpick my... <laughs> I, I was, I was going to say, we're going to have to unpack that a little bit you can, for our next episode. You can totally do that. Um, as I've done to you, you can get your own <laughs> back on me. So uh, thank you, Mordecai, for sharing about failure and setbacks. That's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. And you can hear us on Plains FM 96.9 you can go to their webpage and hear the podcast and hopefully in the future you can also hear the podcast on Mordecai's uh, channel I think it was on Spotify but we'll, yes. we'll find out some more information on that thank We're you Mordecai we up on Spotify now as oh, well yeah. fantastic and I have a bit of a shout out for another Plains FM show and that's Fail Better by Tanya Nichols. Thank you, Tanya. And her next show is on the 14th of June. So I think if you want to know more about failure, I think there's so much to learn, then listen in at 5pm on the 14th of June. Thanks so much. Na mihi and bye for now. Na mihi.